Blaine and Sandy, Sue, Brad, family, friends, fellow congregation members, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Some people sort of float through life without causing many waves. Mary Jo was not such a person. <laughs> In fact, one friend of the family in sending their condolences this week related the story of the first time that he met Mary Jo. Mary Jo had come to bring Blaine lunch. And after meeting Mary Jo, he said his first thought was, what a big mouth, bossy redhead. <laughs> Mary Jo was, as the family put it in the obituary, a spark plug. She was full of opinions and didn't hesitate to share those opinions when she thought the moment was right. And we're not saying anything she didn't know about herself. Uh, the few times I was bold enough to ask if the word stubborn could ever be used to describe her, she always smirked knowingly. But Mary Jo was not just feisty about sharing her opinions. It was really sort of the way she went about her life in general. Whatever she decided to do, she did it purposely, wholeheartedly, and oftentimes spontaneously. Want an example? Well, maybe some of you know that Mary Jo, throughout her life, liked to be connected with mission work overseas. Whether that was collecting supplies or finding other ways to support those who were preaching the gospel in faraway lands. But not only did she get to support from far away, but she actually got to go over for some mission trips to Africa as well. The first time she went to Africa is what I'd say was a more normal mission trip in the sense that it was preceded by a little bit of planning to get ready <laughs> to go. But the second trip was a little different. On Mother's Day of 2010, at the age of 70, she was at her sister-in-law's place talking there in Rockford, Minnesota. Her sister-in-law was preparing to go on a mission trip herself to Africa the next day. She mentioned to Mary Jo that there had been some change and there was actually space where one more person could go along on that trip. Well, within 12 hours... Mary Jo was on that plane, right, <laughs> headed for Africa after gathering just a few things together and grabbing her passport. But you know, in one way, we're not just here today to talk about Mary Jo herself and her life. We're here in the house of God because we wish first and foremost to talk about the eternal life that God gave to her in Jesus. But the worst thing we could do is to think that those two things are completely unrelated you see, that's not simply how God works in his people. The good that we got to see in Mary Jo's life was because of Jesus. It was the Spirit of God active in her, working to do good. Our reading from Isaiah that we heard sort of helps make this all come together for us. In that reading, Isaiah is sitting in the temple of God, when all of a sudden it becomes quite clear that God himself is present there in the temple. And far from that being an exciting, joyful moment, Isaiah says it was a terrifying moment for him. You see, Isaiah knew that he had no business in the same room as the almighty, perfect, holy God. 
After all, he was a sinner. Well, Mary Jo, she was a sinner too. She confessed that here week after week freely. But for Isaiah and for Mary Jo, the end of the story was by no means just a recognition of the guilt and the shame that comes with sin. Why not? Well, because God, he's rather stubborn too. But he's stubborn to save. With Isaiah, he had an angel go, take a hot coal off the altar and bring it and touch Isaiah's lips. And in so doing, he forgave his sins and gave him a whole new life to live. No, God never gives up on humanity. He never gave up on Isaiah. He never gave up on Mary Jo. No, he sent that coal in the hand of an angel, or I should say in the tongues, <laughs> that the angel grabbed from the altar and took that coal over and forgave Isaiah and gave him a new life. That happened to Mary Jo as well. Well, not an angel, and not a hot coal to her lips, but the body and blood of Christ, her Lord, was brought to her lips by her pastor. The good news of Jesus was proclaimed to her time and time again. Each time she heard the word, that same Jesus who had claimed her years before in baptism reminded her again of his love for her. And because God did that, because he forgave her and gave her new life filled up with his spirit, when God issued that call for who he should send into the world to do his work, Mary Jo could, by the Holy Spirit, and did by the Holy Spirit, answer, here am I, send me. God sent her out to be a wife, caring for her husband, to be a mother, caring for her children, to be a homemaker, welcoming many into her home and giving them a place at her table, whether that was for one night or a day or a few weeks or even longer than that. He indeed sent her out also into various congregations and communities to serve those who lived and who prayed there. But now the time has come for a different season. We heard that in our other reason, our other reading, rather. For everything, there is a season. So the time for Mary Jo's earthly work here is over, and now the time for rest has come. Because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, Mary Jo is resting with Jesus. Indeed, because of what he has done, she rests peacefully with him. But the Bible says that, too, is only for a season, for there is another time coming when Jesus will return, when he will raise up Mary, Joe, and all who believe, when he will reunite everyone back together and give them a new home and a new heaven and a new earth. Yes, Jesus has promised this will happen. Just like Mary Joe, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, welcomed many people into her home throughout the years. Jesus has promised that he will welcome his people into eternal homes and a new heaven and a new earth one day. Yes, he has promised that because of his death and resurrection, there will be eternal life for all who believe. After his death and resurrection, he ascended. And Jesus tells us one of the reasons why. He went to begin to prepare these places that he was going to welcome his children home to. 
and he promised he would be back to get them. Mary Jo has a place prepared for her, and each of us may as well. And how do you get from here to there? Well, only through Jesus. As he said, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, he stubbornly endured much, and even the cross, to save all people. He endured death in order that our death might not be final. He left the tomb to assure us of a joyous resurrection, to assure us that death in the end cannot hold God's people. Well, to be sure, today is a day to mourn, but it's also a time to hope. It's a time to remember Jesus' words, to remember his promises, to remember his resurrection. It's a time to let go of things in life that can seem real important when death isn't all that close. And to cling to the one thing, the one person, who actually has something to say when death comes close. The one person who has a powerful and comforting word that defeats even death itself. Yes, indeed, it is the time for us to allow Jesus to comfort us, to save us, to give us his life. And he will. That's his promise. He'll be with us now that times have changed for us. He'll continue to be with us just like he was with Mary Jo throughout her life. So look to him. Confess your sins. Receive his forgiveness and life. And then be sent out by him into all kinds of service to the neighbors that live all around you. And then according to his great mercy, when Christ returns, he will call you. He will call you to be with him, with Mary Jo, in those places he has prepared for all his people. You know, Mary Jo was also known for being able to get about anyone's life story out of them in very short order. Whether it was on a plane ride or sometimes just when they stopped at a gas station, Mary Jo could come back with all the details about the life of this person who moments ago was a mere stranger to her. So hopefully today, in 10 minutes or less, I'm sure Mary Jo would have done better, but we've summarized her life pretty well. She was one saved by Jesus. She was one who had the life of Jesus inside of her by his grace. And she was sent out to serve. And we believe, according to Christ's promise, that her story is not over. We believe that we will see her again on that day when Christ returns. That's Mary Jo's life story because of Jesus' life story. May that bring us comfort this day. Amen.